what? <laughs> a man can't burp himself? No, no, it's just funny. And you can do whatever you need. You're hilarious. Oh, yeah, you better change your language. Remember, the language is important. We're going to talk about that today. Yes, we are. We are going to talk about the importance of language and the barriers to same. Why pre gentle people, welcome to another episode of the Culture Wise podcast where we talk about what's important in Jamaican music and culture. You don't know the chap, I'm your host, Romy K, representing, and I'm alongside uh, an amazing friend of mine, Key. What's, what's up? Say what's up to the people. True, I'm two chains this week because I have on two chains. Moving on, <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> Yo, yo, you're hilarious. What what stone is that? Is that like a like a good luck this is, stone? This is ametrine and I remember correctly, it's a it's a composite of amethyst and citrine. And one of the purposes, well the reason why I wear it is it helps to encourage you to be your confident self, your authentic self. Oh, like so, you just look upon it and you just say, Oh, Jano, like I'm not being my right self right now, no, like I'm I'm trying to be somebody else right now. I need to fix up. You look funny, you look funny and you say you're like yo my need to feel like myself you know because you're not been moving like you girl get it together and then she said ah be just rest me upon your breast and then you do that and now you're you're grounded aligned because mm-hmm. you know it's earth earth grounding you put it on you put it yo low key work. low key you don't know like you see when you, when you lay your head upon, upon some breasts you feel yeah. grounded for real so yeah yeah i don't know i don't mother, know that i'm a tree feel <laughs> <laughs> you're you're well aware of the comfort. Yeah. Anyway, as you're saying, are human moving still, on. Some women comfort, <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about them. Them not have the good comfort. No, no, not not at all, not at all. Mm-mm. Shame. How you been? Me, you know, I've been really, really good. I've I feel like every time we come, I think I think we're at another journey, another milestone on our individual <laughs> self discovery path. That's not how I my post like not clarity feels like. It's but that's how it should feel. You should what? feel like a brand new person. <laughs> no. <laughs> brand new person. Yo, when you have a post not clarity, you just lock off the screen. You just turn off all of the light. Then you just like you just go to sleep really yes you don't you don't have what? you don't have the you don't get actual clarity like no you feel yeah. instant regret that whatever you were doing leading up to that nah. like why am i so nasty i'm so disgusting you. i'm a terrible <laughs> person i was about to say you need to change your relationship to to sex and loving yourself it's important you what the, why do you sound <laughs> like that that's, you need to change your my, relationship. <laughs> you fuck that's, my, that's my self-help guru voice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've been, I'm good. I feel, I feel good. I feel like I'm learning a lot lately. I'm doing, mm-hmm. doing work things, adulting, Mood. money. I spent money today. I did a big girl purchase. Oh, wow. Had some, yeah, I had some checkout anxiety, but no more because I'm grown. Bam. And, and adults spend money. Bam. That's why I work. Yo. <laughs> This is one thing that you know I've been having a lot of like a lot of conversations with uh, my virgins about because like you know you come from a situation where like you're scrimping for every single dollar and every single like penny. Right you know what I mean? I know you're in a position where like you have actual disposable income, and oh. I know personally for me like if I make a purchase over a certain dollar amount, like I literally have to think about it for three freaking weeks. Like I yes. cannot I cannot pull the trigger on it if I've I don't like think about the, it. I've hesitated on this purchase for months. But it was getting down to the wire. It was a plane ticket. So, you know, those are time-sensitive things. Facts. <laughs> so, 
but I, I did that. How do you feel and about I, traveling like, you know, through COVID? Because I know a lot know, of people I, are scared. I'm generally a fearful person. You know, I live my life paranoid of people. <laughs> what? I, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was expecting something positive. And... I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but um I feel like life dangerous, you know, but life of a keep life of a keep up. Facts, facts. And I, I can only be I can only be safe, double mask it, you know, have all spray alcohol, hand sanitizer, gel, everything, gloves if I need to. And hope for the best. I was hoping I would get a Johnson and Johnson one shot by now, but you know, they paused it. Yeah, cause the blood clot them. <laughs> the blood clot them. Cha man. Yo, there's but, probably yeah. some Jamaicans working in the Johnson and Johnson lab. This is all jokes, guys. This is all jokes. We know that they are very serious risks. Yeah. And of we take that very seriously. You see me? All medic medications, all procedures have some kind of side effect. And that's why we have studies, that's why we have scientists who research, that's why your tax dollars go towards all this all this research and science mumbo jumbo. So when Facts. things when things come up, then figure out how to make it go back and be safe again. <laughs> Uh, that's why people boy. that's why people go to school that's why people go to school yeah yeah and don't listen to Bujubantan who burn out mask and then Free go gallivant with people <laughs> stop it's it's not smart i'm sorry bro i am yeah. trapped oh gosh you have to do something but how are you Romy K? I feel like we haven't done this in too long yes you know podcasting is like therapy to me and yeah um i also recommend getting professional help if you need it don't just oh, wow. don't just don't necessarily take up I don't know. <laughs> don't necessarily the one day wake up and do a podcast. Just because you need therapy. That's not the right way. That is not what we're saying. <laughs> you see me? Um, but yeah, I mean, we've, we have been going through a series of changes. Um, I've been going through a series of changes. This past two years have been like, like so many changes on top of each other. Stop talking about changes. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like I feel like honestly, I'm in a I'm in a great place where my life is concerned. I have real people around me. I have people that care about me around me. Um, I have like you know really meaningful relationships, and that's what I anchor my own life in. And you know, I I I like to think that the people around me are um, have my best intentions at heart, and they're really genuine, and they're people that I can trust. And so because I know I have that in my life, um, I feel like I've been able to just be successful. Um, and I, cause I, I attribute like all, like majority of my success to the, my support system and, you know, just having people who are positive, like in my life. And so I feel like I'm in a really good place. Yes. Yes. You work hard, B. That's what we, that's what you do. You, you just call me hard, a B. Get to a good place. Yeah. I'm from New York, B. Are you wearing Tim's right now? <laughs> you know, I don't have a pair of Tim's. So I never, what? I never like, yeah. Do you have a, do you Sorry. have a fitted though? Why would I wear a fitted? I have an afro. <laughs> I don't know. But what I right. do know is that you have a pair of Clarks, right? Not yet. Oh, um, no, wish. yo, we have to cancel your Jamaican card. I just I just came back, you know. I'm getting I'm I'm starting from scratch. I'm a whole new person. So so what were you doing the whole time? I thought you were representing the culture like I what? before I was I was a, I was edgy, I was angsty, I edgy. was trying to run away from Jamaica, but I found myself and I and I I'm back now. Yeah, the people if the people Jamaican self. If the people are going to cancel you for anything, it's it's for that. How dare you try to separate yourself from a culture that is so amazing? And separate, how dare yeah. you have like how, like how you not have a clerks at this point in your life? But you see that's 
that's part of that's part of why I started culture wise with you because I was trying to run away from a part of my identity. Mm. But it wasn't it wasn't the, it wasn't the Jamaicanness I was running away from. It was my trauma. <laughs> it was my. Trauma. I'm sorry for laughing. I did not mean to laugh. <laughs> no, it's funny. It was a joke. <laughs> Um, but it's but seriously but seriously but yeah, yeah i'm back and i'm ready to buy a pair of clarks so i think it should i actually was just recently watching the you know the little documentary that that clarks put out yeah. just kind of it is a documentary because it's kind of yeah long. yeah that those 10 like it was just 10 minutes but it was like really really long but i really think it encapsulates like like how important clarks is to jamaicans and jamaican culture and how really like ingrained it is like our livelihoods because i because i feel like well one they had like a lot of artists talk about what like clarks mean for jamaica and they had like a lot of like celebrities right so you know you had coffee protege millions raheem sterling savannah lila Ike, which is kind of interesting like the, the the artists that they chose um but i really feel like as as the the documentary was progressing like it was really kind of showing you that you know clark's has a different impact for different people and it represents you know something different because like at the end of the day jamaican culture is not a monolith and i feel like because of the different flavors and different styles that clark's has like it really represents like the whole ecosystem you know of our culture that's such a great way to put it like jamaican when you think of jamaica you think of jamaican you think of loud Who else personalities would you think outspoken <laughs> i'm sorry i'm, I'm going sorry. to no i'm going to lock it off <laughs> and we're going to <laughs> We're going to start again. Sure, go ahead. Love. And I was speak. I was speak. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Yeah. When you think of when you think of us, you think of loud personalities, colorful clothing, hairstyles, and jewelries and jewelry, all kind of thing, blingy, out and bashy. And Clark's really does kind of sync up with that. I, I I can understand why Jamaicans have felt so attached to it over the years. And now that you know fashion is evolving and people stop thinking that colors are associated to genders or whatever people can really express themselves through through fashion yeah when people are like pink is for boys pink is for girls blue is for boys it don't matter no it don't matter no more because everybody's just wearing them clothes the shoes will have pink and green and another shade of pink in it and it it's just it's just shoes it's just vibes yeah. you you wear it to express yourself and who who more expressive than jamaica fucks like, fucks it's the perfect shoe. Yeah. It's the perfect You know, and, shoe. and on that point too, one, I really like how the, the colors in the documentary look. I really, it really felt organic. It really felt earthy. It really felt Jamaican. Because, you know, sometimes when they depict like developing countries, which is the PC term for it. Right. It's like in the sepia type color. But I really feel like the, the color that they use really represents like this, the, the, the down to earth vibe that, you know, Jamaica has. And to your Second point about like, you know, it rep it representing this the outward expression of Jamaican culture and Jamaicanness. But if you contrast to the other spec the other side of the spectrum, which is like it also represents the average, you know, Jamaican worker or the average Jamaican right. who is in the street. Isn't it like like a school a regular school youth or a school girl or like somebody who is like, you know, stepping to work and then work as like a bearer? Or them work as like, you see me, you know, somebody in a corporate office. But it also represents like, you know, the thugs and the gangsters in the streets. You see me, it's such a, a, a versatile and a multifaceted shoe. And like, what better to Ooh. represent Jamaican culture than something that's so, you know, multifaceted. On your point about the, the color though, like, 
I don't know where you were, but I remember in high school when the dogs them start wearing the shocking neon colors and they used to dress out in like yeah. the all green and the all pink and the all yellow. But that Come was still, on, fam. That was still a cultural, that was still like a revolution. Like they couldn't True. always do that. They couldn't always do that. If you wear one strip of exciting, shocking color, them ask you, them ask you about your bedroom activities. And so it's, it's nice that people can stop gendering things like colors that aren't, you know, they're, they're colors. You're going to wear black and blue for the rest of yes. your life? Like one bruise? <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. that's, that's, you yeah. know, honestly, that's been a hard part of my evolution as a, as a, as a man. Is because, like, mm. trying to figure out at this age what my style is. You see me, like, you still want it to be, like, a little thuggish because you don't know, come from the street. But at the my, same time... Kind of bad, man. Yeah, you see me. Right. But at the same time... <laughs> okay, Shibata. But at the same time, <laughs> we want something that, like... Like we want, like we're more than just black, or we're more than just white. You see me, and I, and I really feel like it comes down to what you're saying about like the the how the gender roles play into representation via colors. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I've I've personally just been been trying to to explore, and so like recently I've been looking at different earth tones because that's like a close that's like a close relative to you know your your blacks and and your whites and your grays, like. But it gives you that little like additional Warm. special color. Yeah. Without being too exciting. Exactly. Because you don't love know, a, you're not going to see a youth like me or wear yellow in the streets. Because we don't want to bring too much attention. You, see? you never know when you might have to do some crime, allegedly. Uh, and I see. You, see? you can't, you I can't be too... I would put you in too... some yellow, though. Put me in some yellow? I would put you in a yellow clocks. Uh, I don't know. I would do it. Why not? It don't have to be a shock. You're thinking of a shocking yes. yellow. Remember, there's shades, you know tones you know put a little yeah mix it up with a little black a little white mm. change it up yeah soften it mm. it don't have to be shocking See, I thought both, but before I you get thought... too far i wanted to, before you get too far um when you're talking about clarks also representing the everyday people i think it just further jumps into a point of the duality of jamaicans mm-hmm. right the same bear the same bearer who wear you know him neutral black bank robbers go to work and can put on that same bank robbers and go touch in the streets in the night or switch or switch it to a to another nice color desert you know you know as the um leela and savannah especially we're just talking about how you can how you can wear it i don't want this to sound like an ad or nothing but it's just when you growing up i i thought clark's was a jamaican brand facts <laughs> 100 percent especially when vibes started like build the song like i did not know it yeah. came from you see me england okay. from the motherland yeah. <laughs> for mother no my mother we don't we, we don't show any reverence to the queen in this house ma'am to the homest i mean i have no queen me the big queen. up yourself hey <laughs> bring your queen yeah. and leave your machine you see me no you can bring it to look at exile what anyway we're talking yes. about we're talking about shoes yes. we're talking about um, you know so when you were talking about tone um it, i guess it was just really interesting because like you know we've had different artists in jamaican music sing about um clarks and you know more recently we have is him the cake soap boss himself was carter sing about okay. clarks and i feel like that was like a really huge explosion where like everybody wanted to it get a, a clarks yeah, of course, because like, I remember me being in high school and like, I think I was in... It feels second, third, fourth. Yeah, I want to say the eighth grade. 2010, 20, 2008, I'm not. I'm not going about... to date myself on this podcast at all. <laughs> but I, I, I can okay. like distinctly remember, because like one of my cousins had, um, he wore Clarks the year prior 
and he was in the process of buying a new clocks for the new school year. Because you don't know say, when the school year starts, you have to buy the new shoes, you have to buy the new khaki uniform, you me? Fresh, you me? Fresh. everything after just fresh, clean slate. Even though you go to school, you probably not learn nothing. You still have to look fresh. You see me? The pants them have to take, fashion show. Pants them have to take in. You see me? And, and the shirt have to fitted. You see me? Yeah. And the face have to clean. You see cool. me? Cool. You see me? Yeah. Cool. Funny enough, the music called me Vibes Cartel Son in high school. <laughs> but that's beside the point. I remember I was also trying to get that Clarks and my parents were like, yo, like, it's too expensive. It's it's you know like you, like you ba- like basically because uh, of how much it costs people are gonna see me and want to grab me in the streets i don't know they thought i was a weakling but i like i was just so mad because at the end of the day like clarks are so fresh and you know when you have a clarks people look at you like in envy because they had this aspirational value attached to it yeah you know what i mean like how they were saying and the in shoes, the, them, did the just, them did just neat yeah. bro the shoes neat like it goes with any outfit something oh gosh them just look so good i also aspired to be a clark's biddy but you know as we've as as we found out it hasn't happened yet but as we also found out we're rich now <laughs> so i can go and buy my clark's i can go buy my clark's I'm going to do that after this you episode. Should. How about you that? You should. Pull the trigger. How much Clarks you have? I actually have two have? pairs Three? of Clarks. I'm in the process of buying my, my third one. Um, but I, like, I'm like i very particular about shoes. And so like I'm trying to, ex- like I was saying, I'm trying to explore new colors. And so I'm trying to see like, mm-hmm. You know, should I get something in a in a different color, like even a pink or even a You don't know where it go. You don't know where it go. You see me have to show out. You see me. <laughs> Don't know the thing stay already. Yeah. But um oh man, that's an exciting colour. I just I don't know. I really I really enjoyed that the, the ten minutes. Um, you know, they have Ryan Sterling you know, talking a British accent, you know, when he was saying when the family send the bar real that shit was so funny. Um many clocks. You see me. And and like old Lila Ike was saying, like, you know, when a woman wears the clerks, like it, it really adds some spice and some flavor to like her sex appeal because you don't know say yo like she in the streets, she hardcore and like you know, you don't you don't mess with women who wear clerks just for for style she flavor. You see me? You. Yeah, you don't you don't mess with you don't mess with that kind of woman. I don't know, I, I, just, I really appreciate like how they just captured like every nuance, how they had nomads, big up nomads. Yeah, overall, I really feel it is really a case study in terms of how well brands who are non-Jamaican can collab with Jamaican, you know, celebrities or artists to really like represent um, the meaning of the brand or the, the representation of the brand uh, through a different lens. That was my yeah, that was my favorite takeaway from it. My biggest takeaway was this authentic representation of jamaicans jamaicans in their natural habitat and jamaicans telling the story of the importance of this cultural relic and uh something that we talk about a lot is that our narrative gets robbed and people might say oh it's just a shoes but this video showcased that it's so much more than shoes it's in it's obviously fashion but it touched the music um i think it was proto who say it is a status symbol so it's something for the youths then for um aspire to you know it's it's such a it's so interesting the role something like a shoe can play in in our culture and yeah just where you're talking about this collaboration with um overseas artists and getting this authentic representation um they did collab with 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 jamaican creators um yannick was on there Mm -hmm. nikki kane and gabriel gabriel blackwood 
And so you felt it. Yeah. You f- this is Jamaica. Like Jamaicans were involved. And I didn't, I didn't have to question it. I, I, it got me very emotional. Art makes me very emotional. I cry. I cry a lot. And, I, and I, I, I teared up a little. It was just so encouraging to see our art grow like this. So people, people who want, who want to say that um, all we do is um, sing dancehall and sing about gun and girl. Here is, here is something else. This is, this is a, a short documentary yeah about such a, a a mainstay in our culture clark's crazy me? and just the the people who are involved raheem you say and then the, the rapper millions and that shows you know the cross pond influence cross of pollination let's talk about it <laughs> it's just so it's so beautiful i i, I love globalization when it yeah, works me? and and kudos you kudos know? to clark's for sure for for like noticing m- us that's crazy. Kudos to Clark. And and because at the end of the day, like this is going to benefit them and it's going to benefit like us. Cause like we have this artifact, like you're saying, this relic that represents Jamaican culture. So hats off to everybody who was involved in that project. You know, Yannick, Nikki Kane, Gabrielle Blackwood. Yeah, hats off because the, the orchestration of the, the little 10 minutes was superb. Trust me. Chef kiss. Yes. Yeah, Zimi. Speaking of Jamaicans doing things, did you get to see popcorn cooking curry chicken for BuzzFeed <laughs> Tasty? <laughs> no, it's, it's not popcorn. It's Andre Hugh Sutherland. Get it Andre- right. <laughs> Andre Hugh Sutherland, also known as popcorn. Yo, you know, funny enough, a lot of people like reached out to me after they, they saw that video. I was like, his name is really Andre Sutherland? Like, a lot of yeah. people did not know people this man's real name. <laughs> He's not just popcorn. He's not His popcorn mother did not name him popcorn. Miss, Miss Rona did not give birth to this man and name him popcorn. Hey, hey, no cap, no. Like, our generation of parents are very wild when it comes to, like, naming their kids. Like, then we name them kid off, like, a famous TV show. Like, I'm pretty sure parents have named their kids off of Game of Thrones. Probably. Pretty sure some kids Daener- have named their like. There are gonna be parents. a lot of Daenerys popping up. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. I believe that. But that's that's yeah. why people culture. We don't leave with that over here. But I, the popcorn, popcorn cooking curry chicken on Buzzfeed Tasty gave me the same vibe of of the Clark's Fox. video in that it's just so Jamaican. Like what what is more Jamaican <laughs> than curry chicken, white rice, and four hefty slices of tomato? Ah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, what the I man took up the knife and just go ying, ying, and just chop off four. Let's, let's unpack this. Let's unpack this because it, it's <laughs> all right. So, first of all, Zine, when the man was doing the seasoning, you know, the man never said, All right, whoops, a tablespoon of this or a teaspoon no, of that. No. The man just say, Yo, just pour this, pour that, and everything ready, everything bibble. And then, and then all of a sudden, him never, t- him never talk about the rice, you know. <laughs> you know, um, non-Jamaicans use rice cookers. Yes. So whenever I see that, him just rrr, curry appear, but it did look, it did look. Yeah, good, yeah, I yeah, must, yeah, yeah. I must say. But I mean, he's been doing say. this though, like you know, um, he was on such man IG, right? You know, and him yeah. I say, yo, him just a cook. So like, he, him he, just a cook. He's been doing this since the pandemic, at least on IG, and I'm pre- I presume he's been doing this like for most of his life. Um, so Ms. he Rona definitely taught yeah, him. Yeah, of to course. Cook. 
Absolutely. So like this is not something that's unfamiliar to him. He's always on IG cooking, but he's just like crazy. Oh, him just decided to cook like curry chicken. Maybe because like it was a like, he has the <laughs> shortest ETA um out of all the meals. Like it's uh, it's the quickest thing you know to cook like curry chicken and white rice. But it's also so it's also so Jamaican. Yeah, and it's not jerk chicken. As yeah, well. exactly. I I I agree with you. I, I would have been upset if it was jerk chicken, um, which yeah. is crazy because like you know like other other cultures know it as chicken curry chicken and not curry. curried chicken. Which curry chicken makes the most sense to me. Right. Chicken curry is bad grammar. It's, it's, and I, I get what they're trying to say. The dish is chicken curry. Mm-hmm. But what, how did we do the chicken? Or we, <laughs> what we do to it? We curry it. But we used, the, even, we used the chicken curry. We used, no, no, <laughs> no, no, we, no, no. we used curry on the chicken. So I'm sorry to my Guyanese folk, you're wrong. Yes, I'm sorry about your culture, but you're wrong. English says otherwise and you're an english speaking on our territory and on that thing that one must know better don't make the surrounding in your country distract one from the program so here's the thing right we already know how certain people feel about the representation of patwa in mainstream media (laughs) (laughs) you see me we got a segue coming which is funny it's i don't know it's it's funny you say that because like I've just been seeing, and I'm going to call his name because I have so much respect for this man, but I've just been seeing Sean Paul say for the longest ah. time that Patwa is what's holding dancehall music back. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. It's just so mm-hmm. strange to me because one, like Sean Paul, most of his songs are in Patwa. <clears throat> I'd like to start by saying that I, I respect Sean Paul as a, you know, as a cultural icon. I, I respect him greatly. I, I love his music. So, yeah, I have thoughts. I have thoughts on Sean Paul. It's just I've heard this argument before from so many people where some some Pato is just so hard to understand. It's just so unintelligible for some reason. But people who don't speak standard English find a way to survive in the world. And a lot of times it's just changing them accent. It's not really the Pato people I, it's something i've experienced a lot it's just i don't know if it's a cognitive dissonance thing or you hear an accent and you assume i'm not speaking english i don't know but it's it's unfortunate because it's just it's not true the music has reach the music has global presence and there are other languages that aren't english that get um just as much play just as much popularity we talk about reggae even more we talk about reggaeton we talk about um this new latin pop that is coming up with bad bunny bye bye and all these people and it's just such and um sean paul has collaborated with non-english speakers and he never said that was a language barrier he somehow thrived in that environment as well if you if you think language barriers stop people from experiencing an art form or um, if it stops people from, if it stops the art form from being, being marketable, that's demonstrably, demonstrably false. We have so- foreign language movies. There's a whole category for that at the Oscars. Them have a whole film festival for foreign languages. And saying that it's not marketable or it doesn't sell or if it, or it's stopping um, the artist from growing, that's just not true. We see, we see the artists getting global attention. We see people from foreign lands coming flying out to jamaica to come to our random stage shows these people are more present in some of these these raw on the streets events than than the locals are because they're plugged in to dancehall to reggae so it's just weird and it's weird coming from somebody like sean paul who sings patois who speaks patois 
you you're not are, i was gonna say you're not special but yeah you are kind of special but are you the exception <laughs> are you if there's anybody that's that's exceptional um it would be exceptional uh, exceptional is a I, thing but the exception to this argument that he's making i feel like he's always he's he's always projecting because a lot of time he falls into this into these categories that him cheating on those are my thoughts yeah i mean to your point about you know the global appeal of the music you know i I personally recognize that there is a commendable push to going beyond the borders of Jamaica, right? Because the reality is the stage that these artists deserve is the global stage because these artists are super, super talented, undoubtedly. But, you know, when I hear Sean Paul saying something like this, it, it basically sounds like we should sterilize the music for foreign consumption. Facts. And I definitely want to credit before I go do anything I definitely want to credit, you know, a big bad journalist, Gladstone Taylor, who, in my in my view, coined that phrase, sterilize the music. It makes so much sense. You see me? And and if we actually go in depth and unpack, like, what, what sterilizing the music mean, I, you know, I think it's one, the, the current generation of the current crop of artists, like, won't be able to represent the identity of what it means to be Jamaican um, with a certain level of authenticity. And even for successive generations, they won't have that connection to like the legacy and, and, and identity of what the music represents. And if we talk about what the music represents, we also have to talk about how like it's represented through language. You know what I mean? And and I think the reason why language is so important for us, especially as Jamaicans, is because like it, it captures our history as a people. It captures like all the social changes that we've been through and, and you know, possibly if we do a ballpark number, you would pray that you know, let's say 90% of Jamaicans are descendants of slaves. And we know what Patwa was born out of. You see me? It, the struggle that the slaves were going through to get liberated. And the need to and communicate so, with each other. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's how important it was to them. And it lives through us today. And so when Shampa is suggesting that, you know, like, oh, we need to, like, Patwa is the biggest barrier for the music progressing, like, He's basically saying that in order for the artists to make money, they have to do away with a, a part of their identity, a part of their heritage, and, and a part of blackness. Because that's basically what he's saying. Like, like, we need to conform to Eurocentric views, or we need to whitewash the music in order to appeal. You know, um, I mean, we understand the stigma that's surrounding the music, even even for us um, who are Jamaicans, right? Like. Mm. People say patois for the uneducated, for like the people who live in other country or them live back or got ears. And that's uh, just so or, you know, it's broken because it, it don't have certain European nexifiers. You know what I mean? But you can't tell somebody that they need to change who they are to make money. That don't sound right to me. That don't sound right to me You know, growing up, they may not have the man them where say, yo, like, yo, if you get rich and switch. But yeah, switch before you even get rich in this case. And, and and it just feels like you're compromising on who you are, compromising on your values because of a, because of a dollar figure, and and that don't sound right to me, right? But do I recognize that we potentially have a smaller market if we compare to Afrobeats or Latin trap? Yes. Do I recognize that at first? Listen, you know, the untrained ear might not be able to pick up on like the context, or might not be able to understand the music. Yes. But when you're really pre-music, what's important is the emotions that 
that's that's communicated and what the music represents and that's what's going to drive more people to learn about the music and to dig deeper into what the language really means you know what i mean because to your earlier point key you have people today that rock with the music i could understand if this was 1966 and bob marley never bust yet but in in this era you have so many people who are aware of jamaican culture and who are you know have that level of understanding of what the, the, the language means and so hearing him say that in this present era, on the level that he's at, it just did not make any sense to me. And it came as a surprise. And I just don't understand why he's so unwilling to let the man them and let the people them try, grow as artists. It's not like every song is going to be a hit and make a, mil- and make a million dollars, but I have to grow, I have to try. I, and and maybe, maybe as I grow as an artist, as I grow as a person, I, I start, you know, speaking more t- to different kind of people. I will develop other means of, of communicating naturally. But for you to just tell me to stop, that's so, that's strange, that's weird. And in the name of money, in the name of dollars, it's even weirder. Yeah. But this is the man who say that him, him makes songs with women and themselves, so he, he just wanted to make music for himself this time. And yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of questionable thoughts. <laughs> but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's okay. Because... Because the artists, it, it, or artists are doing well. Of course, they could do better. Anybody could do better. But yeah. it, considering the time, considering what we talk about, you know, the, the, you can't go out and experience dance hall, and that's a big part of it. Uh, they're doing pretty well. The, Khalid flew down the other day, and, 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 and there was a big link up. You see, Baker Steez and Popcorn and Coffee and all of see these me? people. The coffee vocals came in. Yeah. And um, Rich the Kid and, and Jay Critch have a song with Skilly. So it, something, despite the language barrier, something is, is happening. Something is working. Yeah, because ultimately, right, when, a, when an artist is trying to make reggae <coughs> or they're trying to make dancehall or even like dancehall influence type music, they need that seal of approval. You know what I mean? And this is why like some people who are making like French dancehall or French reggae might not get the same level of recognition because they don't have the seal of approval. It don't sound as authentic. It don't sound authentic, right? Which is why if Khalid is trying to make a, 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 a reggae influence or a dancehall influence song, him come to Jamaica because him know that like like and and Khalid has been a really really big advocate for Jamaican music. Like, come on, the man was in Shutters. Like how like how big can you, like you can't get any bigger than that. You know what I mean? And so, I, if you haven't like, watched Shutters, take this is your sign to watch Shutters. Watch facts. Shutters today. Fuck, it's in me. Um, but my point was like, Khalid is a is a super producer, and he knows that if you're making a certain type of song, you need a seal of approval. Um, well, I guess you know one one of the the issues that came out of that or the uproar that I was seeing on social media is like him pulling for known commodities. What's your perception of that? Because I feel like I have a, a, a different opinion than what the streets are saying. Uh, it's just it's just funny. Uh, this the last couple I don't know if you like weeks maybe. Every time there has been some development in the dancehall world, people seem to be you know upset about it and trying to say that some people are getting snubbed and whatever. But now <laughs> now we have the tracklist of Khalid Khalid Son of God and. The song that all of these the, these um uh, legends are featured on is called "Where we, Where I'm Coming From," where I'm coming from, or whatever. And that's a song about being an oldie. That's a song about being you know in the game. Well, from one bongo grass cats, <laughs> one song. <laughs> 
it's one song and, and, and obviously i'm speculating you know can context clues and what have you but <laughs> i don't think no i don't think coffee could could fit into that lineup on us with bujo and them on a song called where i'm coming from mm-hmm. not yet not yet yeah so it, it and it's just funny because it's, it's one song and people probably thought that it was going to be scattered throughout the album but you you can't make no big nice until you see the final product don't uh, what? and it's one song and yeah that's it that's what i'm thinking it's interesting it's funny it's hilarious yeah i mean i, I think like our generation tend to be like reactive um like we just get For sure. information we just react to that without like taking a step back and actually like making sure that we have all the information that we need feelings um, feelings feelings and so yeah i mean i didn't have a problem with him pulling for ogs right because that's the that's the part of the culture that Khaled knows that's the part of the culture that he grew up in you know right that's like how we talk about rich the kid and jay critch like they pull for skilly bang because right. that's the generation that they're in you know what i mean Khaled Khaled is not in that generation i could see where it would be great if you know like skilly bang or um jada kingdom or shensia could get that that type of coverage because i mean i it's a Khaled album and he, it has Drake on it a couple of times. I'm pretty sure it's going to go platinum. Yeah. So usual that, thing. That, it's Khaled. Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of coverage would be great. But it's like you said, there, there's only one song. And, and I think um, because of the type of energy that I'm presuming the song has, him having Bojo, Capleton, Bontikila, and Barrington Levy, it, it made sense. Yeah. Um, and, and so like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that even though it's only one song, like we get a level of representation and the OGs, them get coins, mm-hmm. right? Because I can just imagine the relationship that they had with their labels. At the end of the day, we want everybody to make their money. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how we defend. And the OGs need money too. You know what I mean? And, and I think, like, even for the coffee situation, who's to say maybe there is some representation on her album and she's able to sync with some people with Khaled No, or even, let's just say, the coffee truck is added under the deluxe because I could even see that. That's true. That's true. That, that has been, that's such a new trend. Well, I don't say new, but I, I think more artists plan to do a deluxe thing to, you know, an interim spice up like, ooh, you forgot about this album. Let me just give you four more songs. Yeah. And so you really never know. So being, you know, prematurely upset is, it's, it's funny. Outrage culture, she, the, the machine, she turns, she turns. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Y'all yeah, 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 need to chill with that. Just, you know, even, even with the Clark's video, right? Like people were, in uproar because it didn't feature Vibes Cartel or it didn't feature Popcorn. But I mean, we don't know if, well, I mean, they probably wouldn't reach out to Vibes Cartel because of the image. But he but was still mentioned. Popcorn. Vibes Cartel exactly. almost had a, he, Vibes Cartel was still mentioned. He almost had a whole segment in the video yeah. where everybody was just talking about his direct impact in, in the fashion and in the music. Everybody paid homage. Yeah. So it, it, it was funny. And they specifically were upset at the teaser for the documentary that turned out to be 10 minutes. Uh, God, yeah, you, 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 have for, you have to read beyond the headlines, guys. And We're not perfect. You know, sometimes we get caught and we get excited. But give it a little time. Give things a little time. You never know. Coffee just turned 21. She got hella That's time. insane to me, fam. She got hella time. Still, still insane to me to this day. I have to not think about it. Because then I'd pre my life and I'm just like, what am I doing in my own life? Wooleep. You started a podcast. I, I appreciate the reassurance. <laughs> Yo. Um, well, I guess on the, on the note of starting a podcast, you know, addressing the elephant in the room. Yeah. Where the f*** 
it's KB. Where that nigga KB at? <laughs> yeah, you see me. Um, <laughs> KB is such an ambitious guy. He could really be doing yo, anything, you know. He, yo, you see that youth? Yeah. Yo, that youth is crazy. Like, um, so for the all uh, everybody who's wondering where is K, where KB is, he's moved on to you know better things. That don't don't say that. Make, no, don't make, make it sound like the man's dead. <laughs> he's moved on. Nah, nah, fam. It's just like you know. Every, everything in your life serves a purpose for a specific period of time. You know, whether that time might be short or whether that time might be, you know, like it might last your whole lifespan. And, you know, I think for KB, like he's found, you know, what he really wants to do beyond this point. Um, and so like, you know, we wish him all the best. We support him, you know, in, in what his next endeavor is. And, and we know he supports us. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so going forward, It'll just be key and I on the podcast. Hope you know the dynamic is still there. The vibes is still there. The energy is still there. And we're going to, like, it's going to be crazy for the next next couple of episodes. So, yeah, definitely look out for that. Um, you want to talk about what's in every rotation, Key? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, what's, what's in rotation for me right now? I think three songs. So, one is It Not Easy by Black Hero. Yo, that song is so good. Uh, he's so talented. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm glad he's finally getting the shine he deserves. Then mm-hmm. follow up. To I don't want to say that that was another culture-wise prediction. We have great ears on this show. We have great ears. You know that. Come on. My next song is Rich by TJ. You don't know Rich Motherfucking Lifestyle. I always love those Purr. songs. And I keep Purr. I keep on re-listening Public Enemy Number One by Intense. Man, it's such a it's such a great song. The song or the album? The song. Oh, the song. Yeah, it's Oh yeah, you weren't such a big fan of that. I, I let me say I love that song. I think this song is really motivational, really inspirational. And so if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and cop that. Okay. So I'll say one song that I've definitely been definitely been listening to is um Come Over by Cecile and ZJ Chrome because I listened to it and I had to look back and I, and I was like, is this, is this Gwen Stefani? Is this 2000? <laughs> is, this, is this No Doubt? Is this 2002 to 5? This, it was such a nice vibe. And I, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm an indie girl. I'm an alt girl. So I, I'm always looking for those sounds. And I like when our, our artists experiment with different kind of styles because I think it proves a few people wrong. Uh, and that's you know i'm here for that yeah. i love that yeah mm. other than that I, i've kind of fallen back in my comfort zone of music i've been feeling very nostalgic lately maybe it's the the scorpion one but i'm like looking through my recent um my on replay and i've been listening to like who is this i've been <laughs> i've been listening to, to summer walker i guess it's you know, it, it, it's it's getting to that time of year where we hate men again. Yeah. Well, on that, <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the Culture Wise Podcast, where apparently we hate men, and that's what we do. Um, but only if you deserve it. If you're a good person, you yeah, don't get hate. Only if you deserve it, and, and you know, we're in a scorpion mode. You don't know the thing already. Remember, <laughs> don't do it for the likes, do it for the culture. Stay culture-wise. I'm your host, Romy K, signing out. Until next time. Peace. Peace.